It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni! Fires upfield into the end zone, and it's caught! Jelani Woods! Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 43-point night for Tyrese Halliburton! How do you like that, partner? Galloway drives all the way to the hole, throws it off, got it! Indiana's got their first lead of this contest. I mean, that's a goddamn Emmy winner right there. Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. Welcome aboard. Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming to you here on this Friday. Thanks a lot for being with us. Of course, don't forget, Indiana Sports Beat Radio, powered by Andy Morhonda. Go to andymorhonda.com to get more to your door. Invest in new and used vehicles. Tell them ISB Media sent you, and you'll get a little, little boost, a little discount. Looking forward to uh, today, as always, Robert Kravitz on the show, Zachary Osterman. Who else? Uh, what else uh, former name can I use? See, Travis, I mean, you could call him Travi Miller, but there really isn't uh, a formal name for Travis, I feel like. Um, yes, one came to mind quickly, but I better not say that one. <laughs> uh, Travis Miller from uh, Boiler Up Boat, Boiler Up Boat will be joining us as well. Looking forward to uh, discussing all the discord of uh, who's your nation? They're all in a Twitter, Indiana 3 and 0, but who's your fans are a little concerned with how they are reaching that status. But it is telling. I was sitting here going back over the uh, transcript from last night's post-game press conference, and Mike Whitson was asked the very first question about the number of threes that Indiana has given up in the first three opponents. What are some adjustments or changes or improvements that he'd like to see? And he said, I should have had him say it, but just us switching correctly and getting to a guy before he shoots the basketball, that would help. I don't really want to talk about it. I'd like to talk about my grandbaby. I should send out a shout-out to Mariah Adams and her husband for having our first grandbaby tonight. Way to go, Mariah, if you're listening. Well, that's funny. I didn't realize that's what that was about, but I asked him about a while back what it was like to be a grandfather, so... Um, I guess no one knew that. I didn't know it, that they had had that, but how How would you? Um, but you don't have a choice, Woody. You have to talk about it. Um, Kalel Ware is looking very good for Indiana, consistent, growing in his role. So 
there's some good things there. Ibaco is uh, a process in work. Adjusting still. Not a good night shooting-wise for him. But he still managed to pull up 13 points in that game. So I think that's a good sign. It'll fall together for him. And once it does, it's it's... Once it clicks, it clicks. Um, it, it's hard to explain, but it's like you're going, you're traveling this road, and you're you're. Uh, I'll use a NASCAR. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember. But anyway, term. You know, in NASCAR on certain tracks, there are certain grooves that you you just need to be in to get that fastest lap. Sometimes it's at the top of the track. Sometimes it's at the bottom. Sometimes it's in the middle. Uh, sometimes it's switching. But anyway, McKenzie has not found that groove yet. He's not found that groove of, of smoothness and to get him around as quickly as possible. But I, I think that he'll get there. That could happen under the bright lights of Madison Square Garden. Who knows? But we'll certainly find out. Indiana scoring a ton of points last night. Of course, they gave up a lot of points. But I I also think, and I saw this, someone said this, and I agree, they've been playing a lot of teams that don't have the size that Indiana has, and so it's kind of a different situation as far as matchups. But that's something that I would consider if I was scouting Indiana on how to match up with them. Saw so, uh, Missouri and Minnesota. They were the late game. Tamar Bates on that Missouri team. And Minnesota needs to check the final on that. But uh, they were handing it to... Missouri ended up Missouri. pulling it out by two points. Get out of here. 70 to 68. Wow. That's a hell of a comeback because they were getting they were getting handled, as a matter of fact. Oh man, where on with that? Tamar Bates came off the bench, had eight points. Played, that's, that's uh, another thing. I'm surprised he's coming off the bench. Now he played uh he plays a lot of minutes off the bench. He played 15 minutes, played more minutes than one of their starters, even. Uh, but he's not in the starting five for Missouri. Now, daggone it. What? That game is not popping up for me. Come on, man. Well, anyway, I was getting to watch that while we were doing the post-game show over at Hoosier Hanks East. Make sure you stop by Hoosier Hanks East, as a matter of fact, and say hi to uh, the manager, Benny. Mention Indiana Sports Beat and uh, take a photo with one of your favorite Hoosier Hank photos. They've got all these photos with Hank inserted in them. Funny photos from movies and all kinds of things. <laughs> Pretty funny, to be honest with you. But uh, Rob Kravitz on the program today. Zach Osterman and Travis Miller, like I said, looking forward to that. Jim Harbaugh and Michigan have accepted their punishment from 
the NCAA or from the Big Ten, rather. This is from the Big Ten. Don't forget. The NCAA has not weighed in. Now, if there's further punishment coming, they'll take in consideration this. But this is really, uh, oh, what? Uh, again, I'm, I'm getting old and feeble minded, but the word I'm looking for, this is like a courtesy, a courtesy suspension. He could do everything, um, but be on the sideline for the game. Usually when you're suspended, you can't be around the team, yada, yada, yada. But um, so uh, I guess it comes down to decisions. But with their record, who's to say that they're, like I said, they're not on the phone with each other. But. wisely, I think, Michigan decided to accept the punishment that uh, of the three-game suspension. They were supposed to be in court today, and uh, Harbaugh was making, well, I'm, yes, I'm going to be in court, my God. I'm, I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to fight. That. All right, we're going to go that. Nah, that's okay. We'll take our three-game suspension. Funny how that changed. I don't know if finally some sense started sinking into them that you guys cheated. You got caught. And the NCAA, I keep hearing, has an abundance of evidence in that case. So, he will not be on the sideline for this weekend's game against, uh, I think it is Maryland maybe? And more importantly, against Ohio State next weekend. How's everybody doing this morning? Fred on from Easton Pete. Fred, or Las Vegas, Larry, John in Southern Brown County. Jamie from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Philip. Bill up in the UP. Man, it's got to be a little chilly up there because it's a what I call, it's a bloody merry morning, and she left me without warning. It just means it's a, a rainy morning, or a rainy day. It's a rainy day. Oh, man, I feel a... Howie, uh, I'm missing the... Uh, uh, John, you're going to have to explain to me this one. Uh, he's Howie. Says you Jim Yoda, Jim Yoda coil. coil. Uh, maybe I think he's referencing how you're getting your words mixed up. So when Yoda talks, he speaks and talks. Oh, is he the one that does the how good you are? Well, yes, or something stupid yeah, like he's that? that guy. Yeah, I'm not getting my words mixed up. I just can't think of them. Think of the ones that I want to use, but. Uh, How's everybody doing? Fozan. He said McKenzie Mbako would have at least 10 points. He had 13. He's waiting for his breakout game on Sunday at Madison Square Garden against UConn. Under those bright lights, like I said, sometimes that does it, man. You get under those lights, you know you're on a big stage. And you either thrive or you sink. Process in work. 
Minnesota had a 20-point lead? What, are you kidding me? Wow. Here, and I, just, and I was thinking, wow, Minnesota. Watching that, trying to watch the end of that game after the postgame show. I'm like, wow, Minnesota got a little something going. Justin thinks UConn's going to put up threes in volume. Eh, well, I would too, from what I've seen. Yep, first road game for Indiana's at Madison Square Garden against the national reigning champions and what will be a home game for them, basically. And Drew, how are you, sir? Appreciate you. Dr. Drew? Not the same Dr. Drew. Gilel Ware is looking very, very good. He is looking very good. He's he's looking consistent. He he's someone that's going to grow into his role for certain. And but he has not let you down. He's had double digit scoring every game, I believe, so far. Mister, whoops, how'd that go? Mister McCurry is. He's from Fort Wayne. He's on vacation in Jamaica. Yes. So we're on in Jamaica, eh? Is that right? Appreciate I thought it you, wouldn't Ar- it be, uh, be Jamaican Mon. A is uh, Canada. That's a Canadian. Yeah, thing. that's right. See? Hey, in Jamaica, Mon. Yes, there you go. Appreciate that. Thank you, Andrew. We appreciate you taking us with you. Eric jumping on as well. Uh, Derek says, considering uh, how we probably will play a Louisville, should we be concerned that that game is close under three minutes to go? How bad Louisville's? Oh, we'll talk about all that. Uh, up next, the wise one, Bob Kravitz. Right after this break. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. Formerly BB's Chop Shop, Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop, Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop, Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house. No matter where you live. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. 
Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello Restaurant, is locally owned and operated. Launched from a previous staple of Bloomington, the Function Brewery, Metalworks is the culmination of a passion for craft beer, food, custom metal art. Check out their custom Metalworks growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has your favorite beers and the foods to go with them in a relaxing, comfortable environment. Or you can find Metalworks beer at all of the Wild Food Group restaurants. Come taste what Dr. Hops has brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Golf season is in full swing at the Golf Club in Eagle Point, and they have a sweet deal for all returning students, no matter where you go to school. At the Golf Club in Eagle Point, students can play for the rest of 2023 for just $299. That's right, play as many rounds as you like for just $299. That's better than a birdie. But you don't have to be a student to play at Eagle Point. Go online to set your tee time or call 812-824-4040. The Golf Club in Eagle Point in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by The Chop Shop, home of the Indiana football and men's basketball coaches shows. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio on this November Friday, it's a rainy one, but into each life a little rain must fall, but we bring the sunshine of Bob Kravitz of BobKravitz.com. I have a sunny disposition, generally speaking. I and think, I'm known, I think I'm known for that, actually. I, I, You know what? I've never been able to put that in words, but have always felt that radiance when radiance. I'm around you. Positive, positive vibes, man. The Radiance, that is no doubt. Uh, make sure you go to BobKravitz.com for the sage wisdom of said Bob Kravitz, uh, who has been covering everything right now. Colts, a big part of that. Pacers. But uh, he is a uh, a renaissance man, so he, he, he knows all, covers all. Yeah. Colts, uh, what are your thoughts on the Colts at the moment? I'm shocked. I mean, five and five. I thought they would win three, four games, to be honest with you. Um, two, I give Shane Steichen and that group a lot of credit because, I mean, they started out the season, um, you know, you lose Isaiah Rogers, you lose Grover Stewart, you don't have uh, Jonathan Taylor the first month of the season. Um, you lose your quarterback after 173 snaps. Uh, you're down to Gardner Minshew, who is a passable quarterback, but certainly not a quality starter in the NFL. And to be five and five, granted, it's a bad schedule and it will continue to be a soft schedule, which gives them an outside chance at uh, being, uh, a, a, you know, a, a team that's going to compete for a playoff spot. But, yeah, they've been much better than I thought they would be. 
maybe not better, but they're winning more than I thought that they would that they would at this point. Uh, and how about the Pacers? You want to talk about a little surprise? We shouldn't be surprised, no, no, because no. we were surprised last year, and they got better in the off season. So they did, but I I think there's still room for surprise because they're leading the freaking league in scoring, man. They are. Unfortunately, I think they're dead last in defense. I was, yes. And they're really close (laughs) to last in rebounding. So we know what kind of team this is. Look, if they can play just passable defense, if they could be just passable in the rebounding area, they're going to win 50 games. Now, I'm picking them to win about 43 to 45. I think we're looking at about an 8 to 10 game improvement over last year. But – no, I, I've been very impressed. That win at Philadelphia was a quality, quality win, uh, especially the way they defended late. Um, oh, that was the Milwaukee game, excuse me. But they, they, they're, they're a fun team, and this is an opportunity while the Colts are just kind of having one of those weird seasons where you're just waiting for Anthony Richardson to get healthy. This is a real chance for the Indiana Pacers to – stake their claim uh, here in Indianapolis. Because let's face it, this has been a Colts town for many, many years. It it is, you know, when I got here in 2000, it was a Pacers town. Reggie. Reggie and Larry show. Reggie and Larry show. They had just come off an NBA uh, finals appearance. This was a Pacers town. The Colts were just getting going with Peyton, who came in in 98. Um, and all that has changed. And this is a real opportunity for the Pacers to, um, you know, make stake their claim here uh, in Indianapolis and be become a, a more relevant uh, entity than they have been the last couple of years. Well, the one thing, winning makes that happen. Oh, absolutely. It's and just winning all about in an exciting way. They're, they're, they're playing – I mean, it's okay – it's one thing to be exciting but lose your ass uh, constantly. Excuse my language. Uh, but uh, the fact that they are winning, uh, now they've had a pretty nice schedule early on. They played five of their first seven at home. But I think this is a team that can win anytime, anywhere. Uh, uh, Tyrese Halliburton has taken a, a leap into superstardom. Uh, and I, I just like their team. I like Brown. I think Miles Turner is playing really, really well, uh, even against Embiid, who's you know who's his daddy. Um, yeah, you know, I. How about, I, you know, how about oh, them? They they beat Philadelphia and uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee in you know two out of three games. That's right. that's a pretty good. That's a pretty damn good day's work. Yeah, no, they they've been really solid. I, I thought Obi Toppin the last couple of games has been terrific. Their bench has been great. Um, I think we're finding out just how valuable uh, T.J. Uh, o- uh, McConnell is. I keep saying O'Connell. T.J. McConnell is. So um, they're, they're a deep, fun, exciting team, and I think people are going to continue to fall in love with uh, what, they're, what they're putting together down at uh, Gamebridge. Uh, Indiana basketball on the floor last night. Right. There's a little bit of uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth amongst the uh, IU faithful still because of the 
apparent lack of perimeter defense. Right. And they've given up – boy, they've given up more threes than uh, uh, I can even imagine right now. The the leading scorer for uh, Wright State was out last night. Right. So uh, some, some kid comes off the bench that has not even attempted a three, and he hit about 27 of them, I think. Give or take, give or take. Yeah, I mean, you've got to worry about the – uh, about the three-point defense, uh, the free throw shooting. Um, there, there's all kinds of things to be concerned about. Now, I thought that uh, Mbako uh, showed up and played pretty well, 13 points. Uh, Cleo Ware, I think, is going to be a, a real stud for this team. He, yes. he has impressed me. I kept We all kept hearing that this guy's got no motor. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike Woodson's doing a hell of a job with this kid, and this kid is doing a good job for himself. Uh, he's playing hard. He's playing well. And uh, I think he can be a real star for this team. Once Mbako uh, finds his footing, I think this could be a really interesting team. But they they have got to be better in their perimeter defense. Their three-point defense is atrocious. Yeah, I, I, part of that I wonder is – the three teams they've played are they're not they were none of them were real big. They were they were all smaller. So I now that would be a great tactic to employ, yes. but I don't know that the teams that they're playing will be the same uh, makeup. So that might mitigate some of that, but yeah, it's been a little alarming to a see alarming. all three teams do that, but yet even though that they're able to do that. Indiana was never in danger last night. They were all, it was, they just could never put Wright State away because of those damn three point shots. But right. uh, other than that, how uh, you was shooting like 70 freaking percent in the first half. Yeah. Uh, and they ended up 54% on the game. But the th- Indiana's three point shooting was a tr- is atrocious. Yeah. Three for 16, three for 19%. Uh, free throw shooting is got to be would be driving me bat blank crazy because you're getting you're getting a ton of opportunities. They went to the free throw line 32 times and missed 12 of those. It's hard to believe. Acceptable, man. That's just not acceptable. And if you hit the amount you should be hitting and hit a two more threes, then 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 you're looking at this going. Okay, that's about right. It's the, it's the, they're bare, they're just off, and hopefully they can get that little tweak fixed because that's a hell of a difference. Well, you know, everybody will ask Woodson, you know, what are you doing about the free throw shooting? Well, they practice like crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I get so tired of hearing somebody saying, well, yeah, they should practice, practice I mean, shoot free throws." Right. Well, look, do I think they're going to get significantly better? as the season wears on? No. I mean, I think they'll get better on their perimeter defense because they have to, because Woody will kill them if they don't. But uh, free throw shooting, either you're a good free throw shooting team or you're not. And I I just don't see how that's going to improve um, dramatically in the next couple of weeks or next couple of months. And when you get into tight games and you've got, you know, University of Connecticut coming up, uh, you got to make those suckers, and so that's that is a potential real problem for uh, Indiana. Um, you know they're 
they're okay for now, but once once you start facing teams that are going to be one possession, two possession games, that's going to be an issue. Well, and there were some there are some positives that, that that we that don't get talked about. Now, and one other negative before I get on the positive train, they were out rebounded in the first half they by were. that team. And that that's not acceptable. But I think that Woody made made a comment in the post game that he'd like to see some rebounds from his guards because yeah. be, between all of them they, they was a total of one rebound. He said, Hell, I can, I'm 69 or whatever he is that yeah. I can get a rebound. Uh, and I agree with him. You, you, you've got to be, they've got to be more active in that regard, but Indiana did force a lot of turnovers, 12, but they were efficient with those turnovers, 17 points off of those 12. That's a number you'd love to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, they, 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 it's funny. They weren't bad defense. I mean, they were terrible on their perimeter defense, but they got in the, in the passing lanes. Uh, they made things happen. They got those 12 turnovers. Uh, keep in mind, as you mentioned, this is a right State team that uh, was playing without its best player. You know, how much how much of a difference he may have made, I have no idea. The kid who came in and uh, replaced him went nuts from three. So who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you've just, you've just got to be better on perimeter defense. They're, they're just – no way around it because the way the game is played now, that that's the difference between winning and losing. Um, they will uh, be back at it on Sunday as they take on the reigning national champion, UConn, in Madison Square Garden. Of course, uh, Indiana Sports Beat will be there, but that is going to be a game. That's a game where someone like Mackenzie Mbako could just look up, look around, soak that in, feel it, feel that energy and finally have a breakout game or not. But that's, it's just such a special place. If you have not been there, I mean, I get chills just sometimes thinking about it. I grew up going there, Jim. I grew up in New York and my, my dad used to take us to games at the garden all the time, whether it was the Rangers or the Knicks. And, you know, it's not a beautiful place. I mean, they, they've done. Yeah. It's not about aesthetics. It's It's not about aesthetics. It's just, you sense that you're on Broadway. You sense that you are in the Mecca. And all, and the, history, is. all the history of Madison Square Garden, you, you think about all the great players who've come, come through there and had amazing performances like Jordan and Embiid and people like Kobe and all that. So, yeah, it's, it's a really cool place. And the fact that it's in midtown Manhattan just makes it even, more, even cooler. Well, I, I think that uh, required reading should be uh, Woody taken, and, and of all people, Woody, who has a, a you know a long history there, but have those players walk around the concourse. Yes, I remember doing that when I was uh, there. The only time I was there for the Big Ten tournament a few years ago, I was there by myself early because I was doing a, a show, and uh, and I'm so I'm walking around, and they've got all these pictures up, which a lot yeah. of places do, but this is on the concourse. And you start looking at these photos, and it's Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. Oh, it's yeah. Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday, Mr. President, to John F. Kennedy. Right. Uh, it's, then it's, it's, sport, it's these other sporting events. It's, but these are historical things, and it's like, wow. It, if you don't get moved, 
ah, I don't know what to what what to. Then, then, you're, then you're not a sports fan or a or a fan of history because that place has been the site of. So I, I remember, I remember as a kid, and this shows you how old I am. Muhammad Ali against Joe Frazier, one of the greatest greatest fights, you know, in the in certainly in the trilogy between those two. Um, you know, you think about the Thrilla in Manila and all the others, but that fight at Madison Square Garden was an absolute war. Absolutely. And back, back in those days, they could smoke in there, right? Uh, I think so. You could smoke See, in there. could smoke in a plane back then. What cracked me up is here you would have this big-time athletic event where these guys have trained for months and months, and they go into an arena that is filled of smoke. Yeah. Everybody's in there smoking, and right. it would crack me up. Uh, you could see the haze in the background from all those yeah. lights. I'm like going, I've seen pictures me. of uh, old Pacers games at the old uh, Fairgrounds Coliseum, and you could see this haze. It looks like it looks like a uh, a fish concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Indiana football, they uh, close but not. Close enough last week against Illinois. That boy, that was a game. Uh, back and forth, Indiana gets out to a, a lead. They uh, give that lead back up. Then they go down. Then they fight back, show resolve with that, force an overtime before losing an overtime to Illinois. But not only do they lose that game, but that ended their uh, postseason bowl hopes and is also forcing. We'll get to that, but that is going to force a decision by Indiana at the end of this season. You got they, you got, uh, you got twenty five million dollars, buddy. It's twenty. It's twenty. It's twenty. Whatever the hell it is, it's it's a lot but, of money. But I just feel like they're running out the clock on the Tom Tom Allen era. I, I feel like they're just waiting till 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 they either find the money or it gets down to seven point nine five million dollars. Well. Here's the thing. That's what you got to look at it as. It's it's a twelve million dollar buyout because you're 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 conceding the eight million already. Right, right. So now you've got you t- that turns it into a twelve million dollar buyout. And can you find guys that are willing to do that? Uh, right. Four guys, um, because it's the timing. If this was not the year, if next year was not the year that. Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA were coming into the Big Ten. I don't know that it would be as big a, of a decision, impending decision, as this one is. But because they are, because it's the new Big Ten, mm-hmm. it's a, a, a new dawning. I, I do think I, I, you know, I've said all year long that it wasn't going to happen. That that that's just not going to happen. And within the last couple of weeks, I've I've changed my mind. Okay. Um, I said, if they do not beat Illinois, if they do not remain bowl eligible, that a change would be imminent. And yeah. I, uh, I think that that will be the case. You, as you, hard you, as you. that is to swallow, I think Texas A&M may make it a little easier for Indiana to do that, a little, a little more palatable, if if that's possible. Um. But I saw another piece somewhere, Bob, that in like the last two years, close to $200 million 
of dead money has been paid. And by There's dead coaches. money, I mean coaches, just people to go away. Yeah. Coaches to, to not coach. Yeah. Uh, head coaches and some just a little piece. I say it all the time. Me and Bob will go away for a pittance. I mean, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make you a a, a, a team offer, man. I mean, how, we'll do it for ten million. Save oh. you guys hundreds of millions. I'll, I'll go five. Yeah, we'll we'll split the ten. I'll be equally. fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, can we talk um, about something really, really quick? Uh, are you are you up against it? No. Okay. If you, did you read this Charissa Thompson stuff? Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Right. I I am I am so angry and mortified. Lot, mortified. Mortified. And a lot of the people uh in that business who do the sideline reporting. Um now Johnson, granted you can find that. Granted, you know, sideline reporting is not exactly uh Watergate, okay? It's not the height of journalistic expression, but it's still important and it is mightily important that you, you're honest with your viewers and your or your readers or whatever the case may be. And the fact that she not only made stuff up, but seems to think it was kind of funny and cool to do that is a slap in the face of every person, men and women, who've ever done this this job or continue to do this job. I think about locals who do it so well, whether it's J, uh, Jeremiah Johnson or Lara Overton, um, uh, uh, our old friend uh, Trisha Whitaker down in Tampa. I mean, they, they do it right. There's only one, one real rule in journalism. Don't make shit up. Excuse yes. my language once again. Well, it's I, that's the thing. I'm like... I sent out a tweet. I said, Hey, you know, this is, it is disgusting. It's, it's first of all, to do it is disgusting, but then to openly kind of mock it is, yeah. that, that's not, she's not a journalist. She's Darren. not a journalist. No, she's, she's not a journalist. She's a talking head and there's no way I, I sent out a tweet that says, I, I don't know if this is going to affect her career. And it should. now it should. I'd I fire her ass right away. Oh, I guarantee it. I mean, there's how do you put how do you how do you keep her on your payroll? She how has, do you put her out there? There's no credibility. Zero, zero credibility. Integrity. Zero integrity. If I was a coach, I would not talk to her. Because I don't know apparently if she's some have not already. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I don't know if she's gonna make stuff up. I don't know if she's gonna be honest. Look. We're all wrong from time to time. I've been wrong more times than I'd rather think about. But that's based on information that we get. And sometimes that information is not uh, accurate or it's not as accurate as we think that it is. Look, we all we all screw up. But I can honestly say that in my 40-something year career, um, and, and I think this is true of 99% of the people in my business, don't make stuff up. If you no, don't I, talk I, to somebody, don't quote them. It's easy. I've never I see that's the one thing. I, I just can't even imagine doing that because uh, that's why you know, I know people that that will lie without 
about stuff, stupid stuff sometimes too, for no reason, whatever. And I'm one of those people that pay attention to certain details. And boy, when I hear something that I know is a damn fabrication, it goes through me like a lightning bolt and my ADHD kicks in and it's always, it's hard for me not to call that out uh, a, a lot. So for myself, I can't just lie. Uh, I'm just the fear of, of, of being caught in a lie. Just it, Oh, it, it, it just drives me nuts. Look, but, journalist, uh, all you have is your integrity. And if, if you, if you throw that away, especially in a casual ha ha sort of way, um, you don't deserve to be employed. Certainly by, is it Fox that, that, that uh, employs her? I don't see. I don't see. Maybe. No, no. I think. I think it's. I think she's with Fox. Uh, I'd have to double check. But whoever her employer is needs the first. They need to get her uh, out there apologizing profusely, and then they have to decide whether to keep her. I. There are a lot of really talented young men and women who would give their left leg to do that job, and she clearly doesn't take it seriously. I'm just, I'm trying to find those comments, but uh, we'll have to find those on a podcast is on a, some kind of yeah. podcast, I think, or some, yeah, you'll, podcast, some podcast. we'll find those for those of you that didn't uh, hear it. She just openly admitted that sometimes on a sideline, when a team that comes back out and they come to her and she'll just say, yeah, I, I spoke with Coach Cavitz, and he said that they've got to get to the quarterback more. They've got to get some pressures. They've got to get their running backs out in space or that, blah, blah, blah. She would just make that up. Right. And even though that is very benign, right. it is very benign. It's not the point. What are you going to say that's not benign? You, you've totally lost credibility. But not only that, she is – hurting her industry i mean i know oh. that uh i've seen tracy wolfson and and many other Laura uh, just lashing out and with good reason i've, good I've reason. seen iu students i've seen uh female media students from iu send that out as right. they should because the now's the time you learn the shame of it jim is that the the sideline reporting gig is seems to be mostly female and you've still got these Neanderthals out here who think, what the hell are women doing on the sideline or in the in the booth or whatever, who just don't think that women should be involved in, in men's sports. And this gives them an opportunity to say, see, see, you can't take it seriously. They're not they're not serious journalists. And, and I think it not only hurts the profession, but it hurts a, a specific gender because they are not taken seriously and for, for by and large they absolutely should be yeah i didn't admit that i did not admit i chopped down the cherry tree five lefts but i did send out a tweet a while back that said hey i may be the only uh let me be the first and possibly only i member of the uh iu media to admit i was wrong on trace jackson davis uh and his possibilities in the NBA I you know I just didn't think that he was going to make it and I had someone come back and say yeah because you were the only one and I'm like BS I was not I was far from the only one but hey I I I admit hey he's making it happen 
So yeah. I was wrong. And that's the, there's one thing to get something wrong. I mean, I'm not going to make it up, but getting it wrong right. is okay. Yeah, it's okay. But, I, I said the Colts would win three games this year. I was wrong. Big freaking deal. But, you, you know, you can't make stuff up. It, it's just, it's just, it's the first rule of journalism. I mean, you learn that in third grade. Don't make stuff up. So anyway, if she's still employed by next Sunday, I will be uh, mildly shocked. Well, I know I've got to let you go. What did uh, what are your what do you think happens? Well, I guess we've got time to talk about IU football solution. We've got two more games. So, uh, IU going to Indiana, going to uh, Madison Square Garden. That could be ugly or that could be surprising for people, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what type of team uh, UConn's got this year. You probably know better. I'm sure you know better than I do. I have not followed they ain't bad. Huh? They ain't bad. They ain't bad. I mean, they won a national title last year. I don't know how many guys <laughs> they got coming back. But it'll be a good a good test for Indiana. Uh, they, like I say, they, they have just got to make their free throws and – and defend the perimeter, and I, I, I still think they can be a decent team, but I don't know that they're a top four team in the Big Ten. We'll certainly find out. Oh, uh, yeah, not right now. They're not. I agree. No. They're not. Uh, but they can become that. They can Bob Kravitz that. from BobKravitz.com. Uh, very easy to get to. Go there. It is uh, covering everything right now. Of course, the focus on the Colts. Uh, with some Pacers. Are you covering the Pacers at all? Yes, I'm going to the Pacers game on Sunday after the IU game. So I'm going to do kind of a, a, a musical sports writer and write about a little bit of everything. Well, we'll have a double dip there and uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, make sure you give him a follow, bobkravitz.com. Tons of content there. Great no, stuff. No, Bob, no, no, Not this week. I'm taking the bye week off, but other, otherwise, there'll be tons of content, I promise. Well, you can go there and read the past stuff. Yeah, there you go. Well, you need, man, you, you need a marketing agent. I know. I know. Bob Kravitz, can't thank you enough, brother. Have a great weekend. You too, buddy. Take care of yourself. You bet. Hey, we've got more Indiana Sports Beat Radio coming up. We'll be back with it right after this break. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. 
formerly BB's Chop Shop Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house, no matter where you live. Golf season is in full swing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, and they have a sweet deal for all returning students, no matter where you go to school. At the Golf Club at Eagle Point, students can play for the rest of 2023 for just $299. That's right, play as many rounds as you like for just $299. That's better than a birdie. But you don't have to be a student to play at Eagle Point. Go online to set your tee time or call 812-824-4040. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Make Feast Market Cellar your next stop. Located next to Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson Rogers, Feast makes everything from scratch every day with all natural ingredients, including locally sourced eggs and meats. The menus are inspired by the seasons, and Feast also has a large and versatile wine selection to go with any meal and a knowledgeable staff to assist. Enjoy an in-house dining experience you won't forget or place an order for takeout. Part of the Wild Food Group, the staff at Feast has a passion for creative food and great service that they are waiting to share with you. Come visit Feast Market Cellar. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Rebesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's MyStoneCrestLiving.com for more details. This segment is brought to you by REMAX Advanced Realty, Indie Home Pro's team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Friday. How are you? Hope you're ready for the weekend. It's going to be a a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in Bloomington, for one thing. Um, man, oh man, I, I sent out a tweet last night. Uh, the impending weekend schedule for me. It's kind of funny. Um, I was able to go to the soccer game, Indiana men's soccer, taking on Lipscomb in round one of the NCAA tournament, their 37th consecutive appearance, 48th overall in the NCAA men's soccer tournament, both records. They defeated Lipscomb 2-1. to one. It was 2-0. Uh, Lipscomb somehow got a, a late goal. I was gone by then. I was able to stay for the first goal, and about that time, I had to. I parked at Assembly Hall, and walked over to uh, Armstrong Stadium, and once, first of all, that's a that's a you know good walk all the way to the corner if you're familiar with the, the complex. And then once you get across the street and then start heading towards Armstrong Stadium, it's all uphill. 
And when you're walking, you notice that. Um, thank gosh it was downhill on the way back. But uh, congratulations to Todd Yeagley and the Indiana men's soccer program as they continue their winning ways. I, I'm not, I mean, they won in a row now. That's They've got a winning streak going as well. Something else I noticed last night in that Minnesota-Missouri game, not only is Tamar Bates on Missouri's team, but for those of you down in southern Indiana, specifically New Albany, and I saw someone mention it earlier, I think, uh, but Sean East, and if you want to give credit to somebody, someone asked why Indiana didn't ever offer Sean East. I'll tell you why. Because he wasn't ready when he came out of high school, number one. Number two, he was over, he was overlooked. But he was a skinny little kid that needed he needed to go someplace else first. And but Indiana could sure use him, let me tell you. Romeo Lankford received a lot of praise in, in high school. He scored a lot of points. But he does not achieve what he did without, first of all, who was the receiver that went to Purdue? David Bell? David Bell is actually from New Albany. It was on the New Albany basketball team. I think it was 2016 when uh, New Albany won the state title with Romeo and David Bell. Also a guy named Sean East. Uh, New Albany would not get back to a Final Four after that. But Romeo got all the attention. Sean East was a major piece of that. Um, And just didn't get the acknowledgement, I think. But I don't think he was ready for Division One basketball yet, and he was probably two years away, in my opinion. Yes, John? Oh, it's just about time for break. Whenever you're okay. ready. Okay. But so, John East is, he went out and he, where all did he go? Man, he, he just, he fought through, he went to school someplace else. I think he may have been at Southeast Missouri. Now he's at Missouri. And balling out, congratulations to Sean East. He's where he is strictly through hard work. He never gave up on himself. And congratulations, his hard work is showing. I'm a Floyd Central guy, so that's hard for me to do. You don't understand. New Albany was our our dead-up rival, and I still carry that uh, to this day. But... Props to Sean East, man. Congratulations to him. Love to see what he's done. We got a lot more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio in our next hour. Zach Osterman will join us. Travis Miller from Boiler Upload. Plenty to talk about. Brought to you by our good friend Cheryl Sizemore and Remax Realty. For those looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore's two decades of experience. It could be the difference between getting the home you want or not. Reach out to her, Cheryl, at IndyHomePros.com. 
We're back with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Wow Food Group is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Allery, or an authentic Italian meal at Cabello. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting wowfoodgroup.com or download the Wow Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Make Feast Market Cellar your next stop. Located next to Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson Rogers, Feast makes everything from scratch every day with all natural ingredients, including locally sourced eggs and meats. The menus are inspired by the seasons, and Feast also has a large and versatile wine selection to go with any meal and a knowledgeable staff to assist. Enjoy an in-house dining experience you won't forget or place an order for takeout. Part of the Wild Food Group, the staff at Feast has a passion for creative food and great service that they are waiting to share with you. Come visit Feast Market Cellar. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouthwatering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com for more details. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. That's GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. This segment is brought to you by The Ugly Grouper. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back, Indiana Sports Speed Radio, on this Friday. I hope you're ready for the weekend. If not, uh, we're going to get you headed in that direction. 
Zach Osterman from the Indy Star with us now. And uh, Zach, welcome aboard. Thanks. Appreciate you being with us as always. How are we doing? Cannot complain. Uh, nobody, Nobody's wanting to listen to that. So uh, I've been talking to other people instead. But uh, uh, talking about Indiana's game last night, I, I know that a lot of fans are was worried and, and uh, just kind of focusing on some of the negatives, but there are some, some things that are coming together right now. And I think that's what everybody has to understand. It's, it, it may take a minute for this stuff to come together, but one thing that is moving in a positive direction is the play of Malik Renew and Kalel Ware, and especially together, uh, they are, they have, there was, I mentioned there was a couple of moments last night, one in which uh, Malik had grabbed a rebound and was coming up the floor, would have given it up to a guard and kind of looked, but no one pressured him. And as he moved forward, he he sees the seam and just goes to the basket and dunks it, which was a great move on his. And then later on, he's below, below the basket, Kalel Ware at the free throw line, and he takes it up over the top to uh, renew for another basket. Those two guys are playing well together. Kalel Ware has been consistent in every game for Indiana. He has been doing what you would need him to do. Indiana is just a few things away from being a decent team, which it's not that they're not a decent team right now, but I mean, as far as being a good team, Malik or Mackenzie Abaco, when his game, uh, when he finds his lane, uh, that could make this team a a challenging, challenging opponent. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, uh, I understand anybody who's skeptical about where Indiana's at right now, and I'll be honest, I'm I'm probably one of those people, you know, in in some respects. Um, what I would say is I don't think it, it should necessarily have been a surprise to see Indiana maybe struggling a little bit, to, to see Indiana um, starting a little bit slowly this year. The question is basically just how far can they can they come? You know, I mean, that, that's what I would argue is, is basically just um, how much ground are they going to be able to make up before they can get to the part of the season where you know, ultimately you kind of have to stop being a work in progress and start putting results on the, on the board. I don't think they're anywhere near that right now. I think, um, you know, there is a, a, a plausible future where this, this stretch kind of they're, they're going through at the moment is good for them long-term to, you know, to, to sort of maybe not build any false sense of, of confidence and, and give them a, a really sort of, you know, long, hard look at where they need to improve, what needs to get better, et cetera. Um, I think that you also do see, you know, I would say glimpses and windows. I think there were probably more of them last night, you know, stretches where it seems like Indiana figures it out a little bit, where Indiana sort of realizes, you know, how, how to put all the pieces in the right places to, to you know, play the kind of basketball it's capable of. And, you know, to your point about, um, you know, I, I wrote uh, uh, about where last night, a little bit about Renew, too. You know, you do have some of these individuals that you feel like can kind of hold Indiana up for a little while and, and just kind of give Indiana some anchor points while they try to figure out the wider issues. But 
I'm also not obviously not ignorant of, you know, what, what Indiana has struggled with and the fact that Indiana still has a long way to go if it wants to be the kind of team that, you know, that puts together the, the sort of season that I think it thinks it's, it's capable of. Yeah. I, I know uh, it's shocking. Look at the amount of three point shots they've given up, uh, not taken, but made, I mean, my gosh, some of that, these teams are just knocking them down and, there's so much discussion about why this is. And, you know, last night I did the post game show with, with Todd Leary and he, he just, he believes it's just anticipation that these guys are not anticipating what they need to be and where they need to be quick enough and, and getting out on that guy. But there's no question they're leaving guys wide open for shots and they're more than happy to take those and knock them down as, as they have. But, Indiana's overall game has been so strong that that hasn't been enough for anyone to to beat them yet. Although I, that's not a uh, recipe I would recommend for long term, but I think that that's something hopefully for Indiana fans that they do get better at that they uh, reduce that. Also, I think that the the, the size of these teams they're playing uh, is going to change immensely once the schedule changes as well yeah i mean listen there's you're you're right you're gonna you know i think that that some of the physical matchups are going to be different when you're starting to play teams that that will come with bigger more athletic players and um you know i i think indiana is still figuring out sort of what it wants to be defensively like at the beginning of the season we saw so much switching um, from this team, and it seems like already Indiana has backed off of a fair bit of that, um, which is is sort of interesting to me. Um, but the, I mean, I think the the big question I, I just have about this team is is basically when it gets into these high major games, and I don't think it necessarily needs to win, you know, against UConn, but um, can it? you know, can it just kind of stay connected enough defensively? Cause right now what happens, I mean, like people talk about open threes, but a big part of the reason you're getting open threes is because Indiana is just way too easy to drive on right now. And, and you know, how many times was Wright state putting a foot in the lane with the ball in their hands, um, a Wright state player yesterday. And that's what leads to, you know, and it's, it's really easy to, you know, criticize a McKenzie and Baco or a Gabe cups, you know, when, when Aaron, uh, Wellage is is wide open again, and it's very possible that they've been told don't leave your man under any circumstances, and and so they're making that mistake. But every instinct is about in you as a basketball player says if you see your teammate getting collapsed on the drive toward the rim, you you dig down to help. And the point is, if you're not getting beat off the dribble, then you shouldn't have as much trouble guarding the three point line. So um, I just think that, that generally speaking, this team, again, we knew, and people like you and me said all off season, they're going to be a work in progress. It's going, it's going to be slow. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be ugly at points. It's a different, it's a different experience to have to live that than to just sort of acknowledge that it's a possibility. Um, but I, I think, 
what I'm most curious about as we do start to see Indiana in some of these more high major games is, you know, essentially, can you almost learn on the fly a little bit? And, and, you know, once you sort of see, okay, this is what, this is what it looks like when we play the kind of teams that we're going to need to beat. If we want to get to go, if we want to go get to where we want to go, that's what I'm trying to say, you know, do, do things change? Because I think, you know, realistically, yes, you can say, well, these, you know, there won't be so many smaller guard oriented matchups and yada, yada, yada. But the flip side is you'll be dealing with teams that are bigger, more athletic, more refined in their offensive process and and more capable of hurting you if you get broken down the way Indiana has. Yeah. And uh, there's some other things. They, they got out rebounded last night uh, by that team, which, is that's something that definitely has to be fixed. They, they, and I, and he, Woody mentioned it. He, I think he got one rebound from the guards and uh, I, I didn't know that stat, but I mentioned earlier that they're, they're not getting a ton of rebounds from the guards. And I don't know what that's going to take for them. Are they standing around a little bit more? I haven't uh, paid attention to that, but everybody has to be involved. And that's the one thing I'm not sure that everyone is always involved all the time yeah i mean it's it's tricky first of all on the sly um you know indiana was not great rebounding the ball last year you know they, they had an opponent rebounding rate of 29 percent, which was 205th in the country according to ken pomeroy so which is amazing considering the bigs that they had and have this yeah. year and, and they were they were solid um in that number opponent Opponent offensive rebounding percentage is what percentage of, of available offensive rebounds does your opponent secure? So basically, how good are you at clearing the glass? They were they were pretty good at it in Woodson's first year. Um, they were 64th in the country. But that was also, frankly, a season when Indiana really kind of just had to grind games out, did not want to play fast at all. Um and it's not like they were playing super fast by the end of last season. They were 145th in adjusted tempo. But they clearly want to play faster this season, and I understand why. It's not just because transition offense is better than half-court offense. It's also because of, um, you know, the extent to which when you have Chloe Ware, McKenzie Mbaco, Xavier Johnson, Trey Galloway, C.J. Gunn, Caleb Banks, those are big, long, athletic bodies you know, flooding toward the rim. And it's not by accident that if we, if we talk about something Indiana's done well over these first three games, they're sixth in the country in free throw rate. You know, they're shooting free throws at a remarkable rate right now. And, and again, some of that is the matchups, but some of it is also, I think, proof of Indiana's aggressiveness offensively. And I bring all that up to say, number one, Indiana wasn't a great rebounding team last year. So th- there may be some, some, some things that, you know, some systemic things that carry over from one to the other. And number two, if you want to run, that's great, but that means that you need to send bodies up the floor. And if you have everybody coming back to crash the glass, to secure the rebound. And listen, you know, it's, a coach said this to me a long time ago. If you can't rebound, you can't defend, because if you can't rebound and you can't close out possessions, then you can't talk about how well you played in defense until – you know, you actually finish the possession and start back down the floor. But if you want to run, you can't send four guys to the glass. So, 
And if you're a team that both because of, you know, your defensive profile and the ways that teams don't want to attack you, and also because of maybe teams' willingness to be a little bit more aggressive from behind the three-point line, you're a team that's going to deal with a lot more long rebounds than normal because teams are going to take more jumpers and more threes. That's tricky. I mean, that that that, that is a, a relatively narrow needle to thread between saying we need to be a better rebounding team but also saying, well, we need to be a better rebounding team. We need our guards to do the rebounding. We're going to be giving up more long rebounds just by virtue of the way we play and the virtue of the way opponents are probably going to approach us. But also we want to run, which means we need to send bodies down the floor. But if you're sending bodies down the floor, then that means you're probably going to be outnumbered securing the ball. It's 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 tricky. Yeah, uh, and then – they haven't uh, had much problems with this yet so far this year, especially through preseason injury bugs. Last night, X went down late in the game with, uh, I, I, I'm i just guessing, it looked from my distance like uh, what you would call a, a high ankle sprain. Watching the replays, it looked like he stepped on the, yeah, I think he, the opponent I think he high. Up. Yeah, I think he stepped uh, up. But it, so I don't think it's a serious injury, but it's one of those that, could keep him out of a game. I, I'm not predicting that he's in or out because I don't know. And if he can't go, of course, it's going to be Gabe Cups that steps into that that position. Um, and that's a lot to throw at him, although Gabe Cups has shown that he is not your typical freshman. Uh, but getting your first start at Madison Square Garden would certainly be uh, something memorable. Yeah, I mean, and, and obviously, again, sort of the athletic challenge um, of a, a team like UConn. I, I also just think that the other thing, frankly, Indiana's just – I don't think Indiana's deep enough at guard right now to, to, to feel like you can lose any one of those guys for an extended period of time. And, you know, hey, sometimes necessity is the mother of invention. Sometimes, um, you know – Bringing taking a guy out of the lineup, I and mean, we saw that a little bit last year with Jalen Huchifino, that that elevated Huchifino's performance. Um, but it is, I mean, it's 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 tricky. Um, if you can't, you know, if you're going to the garden without Xavier Johnson, that's that is that is, I mean, just to be honest, that's problematic. Yeah, and we'll we won't find that out until later. Uh, but uh, that's certainly something to to keep an eye on. Trey Galloway continues to be a, a, a someone who is con- contributing, but I, I still think they need him to contribute his points. He he's able to get them in a lot of ways, and a lot of those I, I hate I call them junk points, but I don't mean that in a negative way. Uh, last night he turned uh, I used the phrase he turning lemons in the lemonade he fumbled a pass was able to get it back took it away from a defender and took it to the uh to the rim he but from a shooting standpoint he was three of seven overall one of four from behind the three-point line but he got to the free throw line a lot was 80 shot 80 percent there very important uh in, in that regard so he he's getting to the free throw line and that's important for uh for iu guards yeah, he's also averaging 3.7 assists per game, um, which is really good. Actually, quietly, if you look at assists rates. Wow, six assists last night. 
Yeah, if you look at the, I mean, if you look at the the tempo free numbers, um, you know, Xavier Johnson's got the same assist rate as Khalil Ware and a lower assist rate than Trey Galloway and Malik Renew. And obviously, you don't expect that to last. But the, I think that that tells you that Indiana's comfortable putting the ball in Galloway's hands to make more plays, and that he's not just sort of an auxiliary point guard or ball handler the way he maybe had been at times in the last couple of years. Um, I mean, still averaging twelve points per game. He's, you know, he's drawn 5.1 fouls per game, which is a really good number for a guy that, you know, is, I think is, is good and athletic and is going to put the ball on the floor, but he's not, you know, he's, he's not Romeo Langford. He's not Eric Gordon, where there's just sort of, you know, if, if he wants to bull his way to the rim, you just can't stop him. I think that he's, it's his aggressiveness and his activity that are, are, are giving him kind of his opportunities. Obviously you, you need him to find his three point shot, but, you know, he's two of seven. So it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, well, you say, you know, um, he's shooting 28.6%, but if, if one more of those threes had gone in, he'd be shooting close to 43%. I think more than that, what you need is to try and see if you can find a way to get him a little bit more volume than basically two attempts a game. Um, But I I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's been, I think he's been fine. I think he's, you know, I mean, I think he and, and Johnson are the two players that have sort of tried to hold their hands up most in terms of taking responsibility for stuff. But, yeah, I mean, 11 assists to five turnovers through his first three games, couple steals. Um, last night was actually the first game where he was whistled for a foul, which is pretty remarkable. Um, you know, I think the, the two things that probably Indiana needs need to come around with him are the three-point shooting and, and like Mike Woodson talked about, and you mentioned the guard rebounding. Yeah, uh, the three-point shooting, uh, again, between last night between Trey Galloway and Mackenzie Ambaco, they go two for 11. And those are the two guys they need to knock those shots down. Mackenzie, we've talked about he's still, uh, I, don't want, I don't know if I want to use the word struggling, but adjusting. He, it's only, he's, this is only, that was only his third collegiate game uh, since coming out of high school. And I think he's still making that adjustment to the speed of the game because he's been practicing against Indiana practice players uh, up until now. And so he's, but he's got to, he just, he needs to find a rhythm. I I think he just hasn't found his rhythm yet. Once he does, that's a component that, that this team can, that I think will take this team up a notch. You're talking about Mbako? Yes, sir. Yeah, sorry. I thought I was. I got confused between him and. Um, I thought he looked a lot better last night, and I thought, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, the numbers bear that out to some extent. He had thirteen points, um, five rebounds, couple assists. I just thought he had a better sense for where, where to find his points. I guess for you know, and, and frankly, I think there's. I mean, listen, some of this is going to be his, his defense and his energy and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and Mike Woodson is, has you know, not been shy about saying that out loud. Um, some of it is, to be fair to Mbako, Indiana needing to understand better how to get him involved. And this is one, one of those many things that, like, we, I mean, there are just layers on layers of things that it should not be surprising Indiana's not great at right now. And one of them is Indiana's never had a player like this. You know, I mean, not under Mike Woodson anyway, a player that, you know, is, is kind of the true, you know, the old sort of basketball cliche of the corner man that can run off screens, can get downhill, that's that's too big to be guarded by a guard, but too athletic to be guarded by a true forward. 
you know, you think of some of the players Indiana struggled with in the recent past, you, you know, your, your, your Murray twins, your Johnny Davises, um, your Ron Harper juniors, you know, I mean, when was the last time Indiana had a player like that? I, I don't, I mean, it, it, you know, Victor Oladipo kind of becomes that, but he's more of a true guard um, than, than maybe you call it a wing. Romeo Langford, I think at times played that way, but it was, you know, it was never consistent. Of course, he was injured. I think Indiana is still figuring out how to get Mbako involved. And I think last night you saw maybe the player look a little bit more comfortable with, you know, saying, um, you know, this is, this is how I fit. And you saw the team maybe look a little bit more comfortable with, hey, this is how we get him in rhythm and this is how we get him, you know, get the shots he needs to get. One of seven from three obviously isn't great, but I think his, you know, his his history tells you, you know, he's probably going to make a couple more of those. And there were, I think, for the most part, at least I haven't watched it back yet, but, you know, for the most part, I think those were good shots. And it's kind of one of those where, you know, you're reminded of the fine margins on these things. If, if two of those threes go in, then he's three of seven. Um, he's five of nine from the field and he scores 19 points on nine shots. And, you know, one of the things we're talking about today is, wow, look at McKenzie and Baco, 19 points on nine shots, made some threes, finally looked like he was comfortable and in rhythm with, you know, kind of where the offense needed him to be. Um, he's got to keep improving, no doubt, but I, I think it was encouraging to see not just him play better and maybe show a little bit more understanding of kind of how he fit and where best he fit in the offense, but also, um, it looked like Indiana was was more comfortable sort of figuring out where to get him the ball. Uh, and something else just uh, coming out, Dan Hurley says that uh, Stefan Castle, after an MRI, will miss some time with a knee injury. It's not season ending, but he basically will not be playing in the Indiana game. So that's a, that's a, I feel I feel for him and, and Ja'Kai Newton, man. I mean, you know, they <laughs> they they played together in high school and um, I guess now they're both going to be in sweats for this game in college. That's a, that's a shame for the two of them. I know they're, um, I know it was something that seemed to really have meant a lot to their families, but you know, well, cause these moments don't come along all, all, all the time. So it, it is, sad, right. but uh, what's up next for you, Zach? Well, New York, man, we're all the city. So nice. They named it twice. The city of 10,000 yeah. dreams to 10,000 dreams. Uh, in one parking space. I'm going to try to catch the first quarter of the football game tomorrow. I'm probably being silly, but uh, I was going to try to uh, catch that and then head to the airport. But uh, we'll see you up there, man. I appreciate your safe travels. Absolutely. Sounds good, Jim. Thanks for having me as always. You bet. Thank you, Zach Osterman from Indy Star. Make sure you give him a follow. Be a subscriber. I am. We've got lots more coming up on Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Brought to you by the Ugly Grouper on Anna Maria Island. Tell them Indiana Sports Beat Radio sent you. Have you a, a grouper sandwich? Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Wow Food Group is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Allery, or an authentic Italian meal at Cabello. 
Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting wowfoodgroup.com or download the Wow Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh home-cooked nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of Wow Food Group. Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello Restaurant, is locally owned and operated. Launched from a previous staple of Bloomington, the Function Brewery, Metalworks is the culmination of a passion for craft beer, food, custom metal art. Check out their custom Metalworks growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has your favorite beers and the foods to go with them in a relaxing, comfortable environment. Or you can find Metalworks beer at all the Wild Food Group restaurants. Cup taste what Dr. Hops has brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Make Feast Market Cellar your next stop. Located next to Southern Stone Restaurant at the corner of Patterson Rogers, Feast makes everything from scratch every day with all natural ingredients, including locally sourced eggs and meats. The menus are inspired by the seasons, and Feast also has a large and versatile wine selection to go with any meal and a knowledgeable staff to assist. Enjoy an in-house dining experience you won't forget or place an order for takeout. Part of the Wild Food Group, the staff at Feast has a passion for creative food and great service that they are waiting to share with you. Come visit Feast Market and Cellar. Formerly BB's Chop Shop Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house. No matter where you live. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville and Evansville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. To the golf club at Eagle Point Studios, high atop the 18th fairway. Man, it was like 70 degrees yesterday. I, I, I never find this stuff out until I'm about ready to leave to go do something, and I'll yell at the, I don't want to say echo, because it'll start talking. What's the temperature? And I'm like, what? 70 degrees? Missing all these beautiful fall days. Um. Uh, yeah, I just mentioned that uh, Dan Hurley says Stephen Castle, which is a major component for uh, 
the UConn Huskies will be missing some time. He will not be playing against Indiana. So there's a possibility Indiana will be without Xavier Johnson. I don't know that. Um, but UConn will be without an important piece. Of course, so was Wright State last night. We saw what that what that mattered. Uh, none. If Xavier can't go, this is going to afford Gabe Cups. Well, not an, well, an opportunity. Not that he hasn't had those this year already, but um, this is going to put him up front and center and uh, in a situation where you have to grow up quick. But if anybody can probably do it, he has shown that he has that penchant uh, for being able to do that. But it should be a, an exhilarating weekend. Indiana men's soccer winning last night means they move on to play in the second round of the NCAA tournament. They'll be traveling to Wake Forest. I don't know when that is. I'll have to check. Tonight, Indiana women's basketball team, who are coming off a shellacking at the hands of Stanford, take on Murray State. That's at 7 p.m. Tomorrow, the football team takes on Michigan State at noon. I'm going to try to catch the first quarter and then head to the airport, fly to New York for Indiana's games on Monday and Tuesday, or Sunday and Monday. And um, so it's a busy, it just doesn't stop. It does not stop. Jim Harbaugh has accepted, and Michigan has accepted the three-game suspension. They were supposed to be in court this morning. By God, Jim Harbaugh's going to, I'm going to be there. This is where, boy, that, that kind of went away. I, I think it's starting to dawn on them. You know, they, they, they've all been posturing this whole time. Oh, well, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to sue. Let's get the lawmakers involved. Well, that just quietly went away, didn't it? It was kind of like when Nick Saban complained about Jim Jimbo Fisher having a team that was bought, and Jimbo Fisher said, hold on, I was the assistant over there. You want me to start talking? Almost, John, almost as good as my favorite clip involving an Alabama player and Calamari. One of my favorite uh, appetizers. It's only if it's done right. I had it recently when I, I went to Florida for a wedding and I had Calamari. You know, I hate going to a restaurant in Florida when they don't, they had a, Oh, daggone it. It was a soup, um, clam chowder. And I asked, do you all make your, your, your own soup? No. And I'm like, what are we doing here? We're at a seafood place on, on the waterway and y'all will make your own soup. So no bueno to that. But, uh, 
You don't happen to have that clip handy, do you, John Boy? I've never seen. Well, I heard you reference it, and I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never seen this clip. Calamari, calamari, calamari! Come on, it's news to me. No, I have. Oh man, no, I have not. I can't believe it. Against... Maybe it may be one of your favorite clips, but we've never played it when I've been on here. Oh, done tons of times. No, I have not played against calamari and. I, I don't think that he's up. I, I, I'm good. Really? You don't remember that? Man, we played it a ton, but it's been a while. They were you Alabama probably played was it a ton over the course of your radio career, but I'm telling you, not was, with me. I promise, and I have a I have a good memory. I feel like. Uh, well, I'm telling you, we'll discuss it more later. But it was they were getting ready to prepare for a bowl game. And they were talking to the Alabama players and one of the linemen. He's an NFL lineman now. I can never remember his name. You used to always know his name. But um, they asked him if, he, if, they had, if he'd ever played a, against a player the caliber of Kyler Murray. And it was, I no, I have not played against Calamari. And I don't think Calamari is – I'm good. Never mind. It was like I know what you're talking about Nick's, now. You got yes, you thank it. You. We don't have the clip, but I know what you're talking about now. It was like it was like Nick Saban reached down from the cloud and grabbed him by the throat, and I, I, I'm good. I, I've never seen anything like it. It's it will remain one of my all-time favorite clips. Let's take a quick break. Up next, Travis Miller from Boiler Upload. We'll get more into some Big Ten hoops. See what's going on with Purdue. And the rest of the weekend. Back with more right after this. Brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Down in southern Indiana right off of I-65 on Veterans Parkway. Pizza, burgers, beer. Incredible food. All made fresh daily. And an abundance of TVs. What a place to watch a ball game. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. In the market for a new or used vehicle? Well, nobody beats the prices and selection of Andy Moore Honda in Bloomington. Right now, get a brand new Honda with no payments for 90 days. That's right, 2023 and 2024 Honda Pilots, HRVs, CRVs, Honda Ridgelines, payment-free for 90 days. Or get 0.9% APR financing for 36 months on a 2023 Honda Ridgeline. Go to AndyMoreHonda.com and get more to your door. Formerly BB's Chop Shop Market and Table is located on South Walnut in Bloomington and is your one-stop shop for high-quality meats, bakery items, and now fresh seafood. Chop Shop Market and Table has the largest selection of in-house made products around and everything you need to make a gourmet meal at home. Or pick out a tomahawk steak or a grouper filet and enjoy it cooked to perfection in Chop Shop Steakhouse. Chop Shop Market and Table, a part of the Wild Food Group, is your butcher, baker, and fish house. No matter where you live. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. 
Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello Restaurant, is locally owned and operated. Launched from a previous staple of Bloomington, the Function Brewery, Metalworks is the culmination of a passion for craft beer, food, custom metal art. Check out their custom Metalworks growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has your favorite beers and the foods to go with them in a relaxing, comfortable environment. Or you can find Metalworks beer at all the Wild Food Group restaurants. Cup taste what Dr. Hops has brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Golf season is in full swing at the Golf Club at Eagle Point, and they have a sweet deal for all returning students, no matter where you go to school. At the Golf Club at Eagle Point, students can play for the rest of 2023 for just $299. That's right, play as many rounds as you like for just $299. That's better than a birdie. But you don't have to be a student to play at Eagle Point. Go online to set your tee time or call 812-824-4040. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. This segment is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Wow Food Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Hey, little Eric and Sar here this morning, this day. How are you? Welcome on this happy Friday. Hope you're having a good one. Ready for the weekend. We're going to get you there. There's a lot going on this weekend. Travis Miller from Boiler Upload joins us. Purdue Rivals. There is a, uh, a slate of games in the Big Ten this weekend, of course. Uh, Michigan traveling to Maryland. Now, they will have Jim Harbaugh with them, but he just can't be on the sideline. Um, I, I'm Like I've said, I, I, I'm like... Really? Is, is you think he's not on a phone somewhere with somebody in an earpiece? Um, I, I could care less. I, I just, I would love to see next week. I cannot wait. Can you, if Ryan Day beats Michigan at Michigan in the big house, I would walk out to the uh, middle where the handshake goes and point up to the press box. Uh, as if Harbaugh's up there or whatever, but uh, or send Harbaugh some roses. But Michigan taking on a Maryland team this weekend that they should have a little trouble with, even though they're on the road. Rutgers travels to Penn State. Penn State, uh, that should be a get-right game for them. Indiana hosting Michigan State. We'll get back to that one. Northwestern hosting Purdue. We'll get back to that one. Illinois, Iowa. You would think that that would be a, a game that there could possibly be some points scored, but Illinois puts up 46 points last week, 500 passing yards. Of course, that's against Indiana, not against the uh, the stifling Iowa defense. But And then Illinois is going back to their starting quarterback, Travis, uh, <laughs> I, which I'm like, 
Why? He's, <laughs> he's, he's in a groove. Not only did he do that against Indiana, he stepped in cold the week before against Minnesota in the last 50 seconds and throws the winning touchdown. Why? 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 See, I get the the starter has not deserved to lose his spot, but it's not about that to me. It's like, I got to ride this. And, uh-huh. and you know what? If he has a crappy first quarter, fine. Make the change back. But if he's still rolling, we're still going to ride this train. I would ride that train until it lost steam. Now, I especially since last year's Iowa Illinois game was an affront to God uh, when it comes to football. I believe it ended nine to six, and no nobody wins when it, a game ends nine to six. But I mean, that's that's just what Iowa does these last two years. I don't get it. I don't know how they keep they getting away no with offense. this. I don't they know how no they keep offense. getting away with it though. Yeah, well, they're fortunate. I think, for one thing, they're fortunate scheduling-wise. They're playing against a a watered-down Big Ten West this year because if this is another year, well, there's still not a lot of offensively-minded teams, but, say, Wisconsin used to be at least. Um, And the crossover games, they uh, who do they play in their crossover games? They must have gotten away with playing against uh, Rutgers or something like that. Uh, I'd have to look that up, but they, yeah, they did get Rutgers last week, 22 to nothing. And I know they played Penn go. state. They lost Penn state. Uh, I think they got Michigan they state got, as their other one. Yeah. They got Michigan blanked state. and they got blanked by Penn state 31 to zip. <laughs> they gave up 31 points to, uh, to the Nittany lions and scored nothing. So oh, the uh, Buckeyes little tune up, hosting Minnesota before they travel to the big house and Wisconsin is hosting Nebraska. That should be an interesting game. Winner gets a bowl game. Oh, wow. They're both sitting there. Oh. Yeah, they're both five and five. So winner gets a bowl game. Loser has to win next week. And it's it's entirely possible if Wisconsin loses, it's another winner gets a bowl game next week against Minnesota because Minnesota's five and five, but they go to Ohio State this week. So. Well, there are a lot of teams that are uh, sitting at that Mendoza line, especially on the left side, but uh, everywhere. Indiana travels to, or is hosting Michigan State, rather, a a game that uh, I know Tom Allen needs to win because of uh, the shaky status of his tenure coming off of a a game in which, realistically, they should have won. They the defense just disappeared. Uh, I cannot. They gave up three hundred passing yards in the first half to a backup quarterback, and then another two hundred plus in the second half. I, I don't understand how you cannot make an adjustment. How you you you, you can't hold. They just couldn't hold a lead. All, what are you going to complain about the offense? They scored forty three points. Yeah, and on the road, no less too, but. Against the Big Ten West team, but <laughs> I mean, honestly, that should be the bigger indictment. Is they gave up forty plus points to a Big Ten West team, but you know, you actually saw some ex- offensive explosions last week with Illinois scoring what was it, forty seven? Purdue had forty nine against Minnesota, and honestly, it was the best offensive game of the season for Purdue. They had the running game going, 
Tyrone Tracy and Devin Mockaby both rushed for more than 100 yards. That's only the second time that's happened in the last 21 years at Purdue. And, uh, I mean, it was good to see. And so I want to see if that keeps going this week. I think Indiana and Purdue, with the way that their offenses were last week, they've got a real shot to, uh, to keep some positive momentum going this week. Yeah, Purdue, and uh, they have not had the season that they want. Uh, absolutely. Uh, where what are they standing at right now? Three and seven. Four and uh, yeah, three and seven. But you get Northwestern and Indiana to finish the year. Those are two games that they can win. And I think if you go into the off season, yeah, five and seven isn't great. But you go into the off season with a three game win streak, that'll help tremendously. Oh, for Purdue, absolutely. I mean, they cannot get to a bowl game, but being that close, having that momentum to end the season, absolutely, uh, would be a positive note for the Boilermakers and for Ryan Walters, uh, because I've said it a lot of times, Illinois, I think Illinois is in the shape they're in because he's not there anymore. Uh, it, it was mm-hmm. they, they took a step down, which I didn't expect, but uh, had no... I didn't realize how, uh, how how much losing Ryan Walters meant to them. So, but uh, then we'll talk about Purdue and Indiana next week because uh, that comes down to that clash, and and that's just going to be about pride. There will be nothing on the line next week other than pride, and um, well, we'll talk about that then. Uh, <laughs> Penn State or Purdue this week. As you said, they're on the road at Northwestern, a winnable game. But Northwestern also is has been a, a team that's been kind of up and down. Uh, well, they're five and five right now, so they're playing for a bowl game. Uh, everybody, yeah. almost everybody, is playing for a bowl game right now, except for Indiana, except for Purdue. They can be spoilers. Uh, well, Indiana can't spoil anybody because neither Michigan State nor uh, Purdue are going to bowls. But Purdue can be a spoiler maker this week by knocking off Northwestern, who is one game away from becoming bowl eligible. Yeah, and they've alternated wins and losses every week this year. So since they won last week, they're due for a loss. And if you look at their offensive performances – you almost it's almost like they know because I think they've not scored more than 13 points in an odd-numbered week, but in an even-numbered week, they've not scored less than, like, 25. So, I mean, if if you're going with those trends, then uh, expect Northwestern to only score, like, 10 or 13, 10 to 14 this week. Yeah, they are uh, averaging 20 points a game but they're also averaging only giving up 22 points a game. Of course, that math doesn't work out too well for you. Um, But they're also kind of coming off of a boost. David Braun has been named the permanent head coach. They took the interim tag off of him. So I don't know if that uh, is a rallying point for Northwestern. They're one game shy, like I said, of, of bowl eligibility. They have something to play for. So that uh, that could be the motivating factor for the Wildcats. I would honestly name David Braun the Big Ten Coach of the Year. I mean, straight up. Uh, I know it's probably going to go to Ryan Day or uh, Jim. We've suffered tremendous adversity, and I only coached six games Harbaugh. 
But I think uh, right. I think uh, that David Braun deserves it. You have a Northwestern team that only won four games the last two years. They had to unexpectedly fire their coach in July. Braun last year at this time was the defensive coordinator at FCS North Dakota State. He had no idea he was going to be the permanent head coach at Northwestern, and he's come in and taken them to five and five, and very possibly could go seven and five. I mean, how is that not the best coaching job in the Big Ten this year? Uh, absolutely. I, I would not disagree with you. And what a situation that it was. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not, I can't argue with you. But guess who it's going to go to? Guess yeah, who it's probably not, Ryan Day. <laughs> guess who it's not going to go to? Oh, it'll probably go to Jim. As I said, Jim, his full name is now, uh, I overcame tremendous adversity, yet I only coached half the season, Harbaugh. Yeah, no way. There's no way you win Jack when you've been suspended for half the season, two different times for two different uh, infractions. They find, that's another, Michigan was supposed to be in court this morning. By God, Jim Harbaugh's going to be there. I'm going to court. And uh, then they wisely tucked that tail and uh, turned away. I, I, I think that uh, they're becoming more aware of what the NCAA has and what the NCAA has as far as evidence and information. Not going to be good for uh, Michigan. Uh, this was a, uh, this seems to be a very, very well-oiled machine. Can I, can I at least comment on the farce of, you know, crying after the game with all the, you know, Oh adversity and everything that they overcame against Penn State. Oh I'm like, God. really? Really? I mean, this is self-inflicted. I mean, does come he on. Have a, does he have a SAG card uh, screen? <laughs> I, I mean, is this is this is this being nominated for a clip of the year uh, for actor in a, an emotional fake sports scene? Oh, and then, but he can't he just do that? He was dropping F-bombs, man. How do you, how do you not know you're on national television with a mic shoved in your face? I, like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. And just the the manufactured outrage, the manufactured. Uh, have you seen where there's been talk of like, well, we should just leave the Big Ten because they are, of how much we're persecuting us? I'm like, give me a freaking break. Yeah, how long did that last? Uh, uh, that just show, but see, that shows you the ignorance. Those guys, those uh, regents, they don't know what they don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's the key. All they are, they're all jacked up. They they've got you know Michigan testosterone injected into them, so they're all you know their blood's blue, and that's how they operate, and that's how they see the world first, and and and. It's, it takes, you know what, it, I, sometimes even the overwhelming proof doesn't even do it for certain people. But those people are ignorant and, and they don't know what they don't know. And I'm I'm starting to think that the NCAA has the damning evidence that they need. And by, I don't mean one piece, I mean a litany and a string uh, of things that that tie this together 
And I don't care what Harbaugh says. I don't care what Connor Stallion says. If you want to tell me that Jim Harbaugh did not know something of that scale was going on, you are full of crap. Coaches know what's going on. It's part of the damn game plans, for God's sake. Whatever happened to the buck stops here. But, you know, being willfully ignorant in the face of overwhelming evidence seems to be a uh, trait. And I'm not going any further than that. I don't need to make the FCC any money in that. But you you make a valid point. It's like, and I still don't think that they even needed to cheat. I mean, have you seen their schedule this year? Apparently they did. I think this goes to beating one team for the most part, although it was, it did not happen with just one team, but this, this was about beating Ohio state. They didn't beat Jim Harbaugh went Oh, and seven for his first seven seasons against the Buckeyes. They could not get past Ohio State. Plus, they kept losing to them, which did not sit well in Ann Arbor. The first time they beat them in 2021 coincides with when this scheme started. So I put two and two together and go, eh, the math kind of adds up. Of course, that's looking at it from the outside. But we'll, we'll... I look forward to finding out more in the year 2048 when the NCAA completes their uh, investigation. <laughs> well, by then the Big Ten will have expanded to encapsulate the entire NCAA. So, uh, you know, we'll have Tuesday night basketball games. Of Indiana has to travel to the University of Sao Paulo and, uh, you know, for a critical conference game in the Big Ten Southeast North Division. Um, here's a uh, comment by Philip saying his his Big Ten top four is Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, and Michigan. Uh, you know what? Michigan's a little surprising right now. I, I don't know if they played anyone of caliber, but they played well. Uh, I will give you that. Maryland has got to be up there. I. Uh, no, Maryland I, I, lost two games, like two games they shouldn't have. They lost to Davidson and somebody else. I think they're, they're going to they're a team that's going to be better than that. Uh, Ohio State, I don't know what they're going to be like, but I, I Michigan has been playing well. There's no doubt about that. Purdue is going to be Purdue. I, I know that uh, Zach Eady's lost some weight. Uh, has that really made a difference for him? I, I I can't tell. I mean, he's still so good, and he had twenty eight and eleven Monday night against Xavier, and it was one of those games you look up like, wow, he's got twenty eight points. Hey, he missed a couple of you know, he missed four or five easy shots right at the rim. I thought he was struggling a little bit, but uh, he he's you know he's going to do what he's going to do, and I think it comes down to as I've always said, what are Purdue's guards and wings going to do around him? And Miles Colvin. Man, he has been excellent off the bench so far. He is shooting 70% from three. If he wants to keep shooting 70% from three, I'll take that. Well, we'll certainly find out, and we'll be back uh, to wrap all this up, uh, the weekend stuff, on Monday. Travis Miller with uh, Boiler Upload for all the Purdue fans. Make sure you go there to uh, get all your coverage and news on the Boilermakers, or if you're a uh, competitor and you want to find out what's happening, go there and find out. Travis, appreciate you, brother. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
You betcha. As always, Travis Miller from Boiler Upload. Make sure you give him a follow and go there. And big thanks to all of our guests today. Of course, Bob Kravitz from BobKravitz.com. The, uh, the incomparable Bob Kravitz. Zach Osterman from the Indy Star as well. Uh, always uh, great to have these guys on. What a busy weekend this is going to be. Like I said, last night, men's basketball, men's soccer tonight, women's basketball at the Simon Scott Assembly Hall at Memorial Stadium this weekend. You've got Indiana taking on Michigan State. And then on Sunday, the Indiana Hoosiers basketball program takes on the reigning national champion, UConn Huskies. Monday, the winner. It, well, well, we'll figure all that out. Uh, I will see you again on Sunday before the game. We're doing a pregame show, so make sure you're you're signed up, subscribed, tune in, and then the postgame show with Todd Larry afterwards. So until Sunday, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. And thanks. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.